This is Steve Heitzer. And this is Emily Vinos. And you're listening to Everyone Needs a Spotter. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is not a fantastic Friday here at RMS Fitness, but it is a wonderful Wednesday on this special week. We're doing it a little different here. Normally, you folks are used to us at the end of the week. It, it's sort of the end of the week, but we're coming here on Wednesday before we go into the long holiday weekend to just kind of tap in with all of our listeners for another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by RMS Fitness. Uh, for those that may not know, I'm joined as always. Of course, I'm Steve Heitzer, the host with the most. I've always wanted to say that my whole life. And I'm joined here with the usual crew, going left to right, Stephen Donadio. What's up, man? What's going on, man? It is... Uh... It's definitely Wednesday, but my body feels like it's Friday, so I'm having an internal battle right now. Well, your voice sounds like it's Friday <laughs> and 20 your years outfit. from now. So. <laughs> and your outfit looks like it's Friday. <laughs> I mean, casual Wednesday over here. Look, no. Emily, welcome back Thank from you. Florida. Thank Little wipey's in the building. I'm here. I'm back. I made it back alive. Here we go. She And she, when she says she made it back alive, everyone, she really means only just barely. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm sure she'll get into it in a minute, yeah. uh, but we'll, we'll hold off on that. Robert, Robert Decker on the mic after a, a rainy missed episode last week. Yeah, you, you guys bro? had a lot of fun, I heard, so I'm glad that uh, you had a time away from me. So now we'll keep it serious and actually get something <laughs> done this week. I know. I mean, everybody needs a little time away from you, man. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, yes. welcome back. You were gone for a couple days. Uh, you were off down in uh, supposedly sunny Florida. Right. What happened? Tell us about your week. Torrential rainfall. <laughs> Tor- torrential. <laughs> Tor- torrential. Torrential. It was, it was so crazy. You know, I'm fine with, you know, the, the thunderstorms Florida has, you know, that bursts of rain or whatever. But this was legit, like, hurricane. We're not, we're not talking about, you know, just being able to lightly walk in this rain it was it was serious and my my mom was done with it but all in all honestly um I don't don't know if I should say this but I'm gonna say it but my Uh cousin always said this to me that whenever it's not like it's not like the best conditions just embrace the suck that's what he says so that's what my my theme was that week was mom let's just we're, we got to make the best out of this. And and honestly, because of the rain, like so many people weren't in the parks. It was really low crowd. So getting on rides um, was not a problem. And it usually is for being in Disney. Mm-hmm. And like the real popular new ones, we were able to get on multiple times. So that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You yeah. know, and if you're a, if you're a high tier Disney operator like Emily and her mom, you you know how to take advantage of a rainy park day <laughs> and, and maximize your time there too. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Robert, you were away a couple days back in town. I was. I was. <laughs> I'm trying to look back to see where I was <laughs> because um, I was in North Carolina. There you go. There so you go. I, I'm getting closer. But I was looking over some of the restaurants that um, we explored, and I actually had some real Japanese food. So it's different when it's right there. It's fresh. Um, and so I enjoyed that. I can't I think the name of the restaurant was Mr. Tokyo Japanese Restaurant. Wow. I looked that one up. Sounds legit. Was yeah. it like a Panda Express? Yeah, <laughs> except no. <laughs> and then, of course, there was opportunity. I'm trying to find the other restaurant, but I think I'm going to. Oh, Stir in Charlotte. S-T-I-R. It was very good food. 
Was that so, the place with the biscuits and gravy? No, where was that? That was um, that was called Flipside. Why are you laughing? We're the healthiest podcast ever. <laughs> let me tell you, all we're talking about is where we ate this weekend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you this, know what? You gotta this biscuit situation. There was three biscuits on the plate, and uh, there was bacon jam on the side, so mm. that was good. But the stir spot had some good um, shrimp and grits, from what I understand. I'm not uh-huh. a southern guy, but the people I w- the people I was with were shrimp and grits fans, and they okay. said it was very good. So if you get down to Charlotte and look up those three restaurants, uh, you can say that uh, Robert sent you. Yeah, so Robert is also, he's got his second job as a tour guide. So if you're going down <laughs> south and need some, uh, some directions on that, feel free to reach out. Emily, she is also a, a special tour guide for just for Disney, though. She gets her little bunny ears on. That's correct. The whole thing. Uh, bunny ears. Why? <laughs> Mouse ears. <laughs> 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 wrong animal. I'm gonna Bugs wrong. Bunny. Bugs Bunny versus Mickey tour. Mouse. Go. <laughs> wrong tour guide. <laughs> oh my. All right. Anyway, on that note, we're gonna flip it over to Stephen Donadio. How was your week, bro? You've been busy. Yeah, it's uh, past two weeks been past two weekends been busy. Um, but this past Saturday was a little bit more uh, busy at home, just battling the leaves and cleaning up the gutters. Uh, that one. And the bunnies, the leaves, and the bunnies. Yeah, the leaves, the bunnies. Uh, <laughs> going up on the roof Saturday, we had it was like really windy and uh, battling, uh, staying alive going up there. But got it all done, got the leaves cleaned up, and then Sunday it looked like I did nothing. Uh, that's the story of living under an oak tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you live in Kingsville and you rake your leaves, you're a fool, and you should not do that. <laughs> I made that mistake already this year, too. Doesn't work. Uh, but no, so you know what? That's the week in review, right? I mean, we've been here. It's a short week. You know, maybe not as much to normally talk about because people were getting back from vacations, being away. It was a lot of catch-up this week. And if you guys were anything like me, it was also a lot of kind of setting the groundwork for uh, next week and kind mm-hmm. of beyond because this is sort of a pause and then this next couple of weeks are a little funny, right? It's a little hard to get some things done the next few weeks, but we do want to make sure we're all teed up and ready to go so that when the new year hits, we are really uh, you know, fully loaded, fully operational and ready to hit the ground running. I may have said all those cliches three times there, <laughs> but that's okay. So to the effect of basically helping to you know, transition from where we are to where we're going in terms of times and seasons, uh, I thought it would be a good time to talk to our, you know, our customers and clients about basically what they can expect in the months to come. If you're not already someone that's, you know, in this space or, you know, has operated amenities on the East Coast in particular, or if you're somewhere where the weather changes, um, you know, things get a little different this time of year. But in general, even if you are a property manager that's worked in this area for a long time, there's going to be some good uh, pointers and recommendations here on just how you can, you know, find the most success in the next few months, you know, dealing with that fitness amenity. So, you know, Robert, um, as we kind of get into this time of year, we... You know, we always talk about the changes that properties are going to experience in terms of fitness Um, as the cold comes and the rain comes and all that comes with it. You know, what really is, you know, what should property managers expect to see uh, this time of year? They're going to expect to see a very high volume uh, come into their fitness center. And what that means to them is that with more people in the gym, that means more opportunity for them to find problems because um, what I have seen in my experience is if you have four treadmills, right, in a facility, just throwing a number out there, and it's slow and a a resident comes in, walks on the, gets the walk, or excuse me, comes to walk on a treadmill, gets on that treadmill, and there happens to be an issue. Maybe it's not working. They'll move on to the next one. So 
Why that scenario? Because now you're probably going to get more people coming in to use it. So now those scenarios where a person probably wouldn't have come in and told the property manager or, or maintenance uh, engineer, now you need all four treadmills to be running at the same time. So uh, a lot of our maintenance contracts are quarterly. And so right now, service is going to feel that on our side. They're going to feel that 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 influx. And we all know what the first of the year means to a lot of people, right? So if if we new don't... New year, new me, right? right. You know? If we don't prepare our, our clients for this rush, then we're doing them a disservice. And that's why we're, we're reaching out social media, this podcast, some emails, reminding them of some things. And... That means a lot more people are going to be touching the equipment. Emily, so what does that mean? That means you better have an option for um, keeping the equipment uh, disinfected and things like that to, to take on all that all that hand-touching and coughing on and sweating on and yum-yums. <laughs> yum-yums. Okay, <laughs> wow. I'm going to go throw up real quick and come back. Uh, no, but you know what? Spot on, right? Because, you know, in the past, we would have all been like, COVID, COVID, COVID. You need your wipes. You need your disinfectants and things. And you know what? COVID's still around. It's still a thing. But the need for that goes beyond just, you know, a pandemic situation. The pandemic may have heightened our awareness to those types of issues and concerns, but, you know, colds and flus, like, you know, they're not the end of the world, but nobody wants to go down into the gym to try to be healthy and improve themselves. you know, catch a stray cold bug or virus that could have just been easily wiped off of a treadmill. We also know in public spaces, right, it's certainly unavoidable in some cases, but you do want to give yourself the best possible chance by keeping that equipment, you know, clean, safe, and appealing. Um, and there's some other reasons to make sure you have the right products too. It's not just about the cleanliness, right? If you've, if you've bought something that is uh, maybe too caustic or too aggressive of a material, Stephen, um, and now all of a sudden you go from having, I'm going to use fake numbers, right? You go from having 10 gym users a day. Now you have maybe 20 to 25 users a day because it, you know, use is picked up. What's going to happen if you have the wrong like quality or wrong strength of materials there? Well, the first thing you're going to see visually is, um, a, like you said, there's going to be more people using the equipment. So there's more usage of whatever product that they have to clean. But then if it's not a correct product, or if it's got a bleach aspect to it which i see a lot um in gyms where um they have bleach wipes and what will initially happen is you will have a discoloring of the plastics right um almost like a sun effect you know if the sun hits on a plastic Mm -hmm. for for an extended period of time it kind of fades it away well that's that's what a bleach will do only on a faster timeline yep and um and so that's that's one of the most common things uh, that we see but that's just a cosmetic thing. Also, you have the the aspect of like, for instance, touch screens, uh, the buttons in the consoles, all have an effect, um, a damaging effect when when it's an improper uh, wiping product. Yep. So whether it is a wipe that is too moist or a wipe that is too dry or a wipe that has too harsh of a product in its side of it or a, a product or a wipe that doesn't have enough of a of a product in it. If you go into this time of year using that same metric that I use and you go from having 10 people to having 25 people now using that incorrect product, well, now you've got 150% increase in how rapidly that's negatively affecting your product. Robert's got his thumb up pointing at me. I'm going to say what's up. (laughs) Yeah, because, um, you know, being out in the field and seeing um, users and how they interact in the gym, one thing that 
I also noticed it may pick up, uh, just kind of going along with what Steven's saying, is that people will wipe down the machine prior to use and then wipe it down when they're done. So now we're doubling it up because, you know, people like Emily, they come back from vacation very sick and then Steven coughing all over the (laughs) podcast studio, you're going to step it up. So clients are going to be more um, conscious of their health, hence they're going to use that product. That's why we're sending out our emails to say, hey, make sure you have enough because, yeah, we've we've had no problem with supply right now for that kind of product. But I wonder, I wonder if it's going to pick up because all it takes is a spike in something like uh, COVID this winter, and then that a product like that will just fly off the shelf. Yeah, yeah, it will. And you may, you may hear us like if you listen to these episodes, you may feel like why didn't you guys talk about wipes? You know, every other episode or something. And really, you know, it's it's just in an effort to help really. Uh, isolate how how important the small things are in operating these spaces successfully. It can make a big difference, and and you know, and that's really, you know, I think the point is, I think a lot of times properties don't always have the wrong materials because of, um, you know, accessibility or or you know not being able to find the product. I think sometimes they just, you know, because you have so many things going on, you've got so many responsibilities to take care of. Either you don't know it's a need, or when you realize it's a need, you have about two seconds to deal with it before you have to get on to the next problem. So the point here that I think we're trying to make is like, again, use us as a resource. Let us help you make sure you have what you need. If you have, again, if it's a time of year and you've got the old spray bottle and paper towel technique, well, again, do you want two and a half times as many people tomorrow using the spray bottle and paper towels on your console as you do today? And how quickly will that have an increased negative effect on your space, right? So again... Emily at rmsfitness.com is her email. If you want to reach out to her about some, uh, you know, information regarding wipes and cleaning materials, there's a reason we call her a little wipey. She'll get you all, all ready to go. But, you know, there's I'll more to it. Get y'all wiped up. Get y'all wiped up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, that's one of the things, right? So beyond just the cleaning materials that you would p- purchase to put in the wipe dispenser in your gym or something like that, um, you know, this time of year, if you're on the East Coast, you start getting rain, you start getting snow, you start getting ice. If you're calling for a wintery mix, what is you? What's common to see out on the road, Stephen? If you're, if we're expecting to see, uh, you know, uh, cold weather or snowy weather, what, what do we also normally see? A heavy dose of salt yep. on the floor. Salt on the floor. At, it starts in your roads, right? You know, they they put it on the, on the roads out here to prevent that. Next thing you know, you're walking up, you park in your parking lot, you're walking down the street to get to your community after work. You go inside, you take the same shoes you wore to work, you jump on the treadmill. Well, now, Emily, what has happened to your treadmill? Well, now you brought all that debris onto the treadmill and it gets in the treadmill and it's not good. Yeah. So sometimes you'll see like the scuffs or the actual like powder from the salt right. kind of gets on the belt. Other times you'll see like whole uh, rock salt crystals that maybe get stuck in the treads in your yeah. shoes. You know, it's not uncommon this time of year to see them at the back of the treadmill sitting on the ground or even inside the motors as you open them up and kind of get into, you know, cleaning them and things like that, doing maintenance. So that's a common thing this time of year. So, um, we talked about this briefly. Oh, I see another another comment, Robert. Well, I know you guys are jumping ahead to the to the snow, and maybe we will see snow this year. But even now, mentioning the leaves, mm-hmm. a lot of clubhouses have outside access, and the leaves get inside. And the thing that you don't necessarily know by not cleaning that pile of leaves up, and it keeps making its way to the equipment. Treadmills have a way of of you know creating that static and bringing debris into it. And if you get enough of that dust and dirt under the belt, it's going to limit the uh, lifespan of that treadmill. 
So look for that. If you have an, out, an outside access into your clubhouse and you know that's where the residents are entering, you know, take some preventative measures to, to either keep it clean somehow, some way. Uh, my recommendation, I mean, you know, you have these services that bring these mats in and they clean them up. That could be a way or, or just making sure. Now, Emily and I came across a, a client yesterday doing a, um, a safety class and they make it a point that you have to take your shoes off, right, Em? Yeah, take your shoes off, put on a pair that you haven't been walking outside with. Right, and I'll tell you, the clubhouse was clean, um, mm-hmm. very clean. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to bring that out because I know that the leaves are extremely um, a, a nuisance. They're everywhere, and uh, you definitely don't want them affecting the treadmills because some rooms are big enough that maybe that entrance is far enough away, but in some smaller clubhouses, the the a- entrance and exit's right there near the treadmill, so just yeah. beware of that. You open the door, the wind blows, next thing you know, you got leaves coming in, you get the little helicopter things and acorns rolling around on your gym floor and stuff. It's it's not a good look, right? But basically, in general, I think, you know, you're hitting on a nice point, Robert, which um, this time of year, you know, whether it's leaves, whether it's rain, whether it's rock salt from the snow, whatever it may be, your your gym is going to be exposed to more harsh elements this time of year than probably any other. Um, so to that effect, you know, Stephen, if there's a most places that we deal with have a cleaning service, right, that already kind of comes out and does regular cleaning for them. Um, what's something that maybe a property could consider this time of year and maybe what, you know, with the cleaning service that they're already using? Um, is there anything that you think would be a, maybe a good course of action or something they could possibly consider? I think one thing I would uh, recommend is um, uh, we've talked about it before, have daily walkthroughs and kind of monitor the amount of, uh, you know, or the need of uh, cleaning that you might require because every gym is unique. Every property is unique to its own, depending on the amount of people living in the property and also the location. Uh, like we said, you know, your gym might be right by uh, an oak tree or, or what have you, or right by a road where all the salts come or it's heavily salted sidewalks. And so having the, like a daily walkthrough of the gym, um, and having having that monitored, then you can adjust as needed as far as like cleaning goes, mm-hmm. uh, or even you can, if you see like there's a general uptick in usage more than normal, you can even uh, call us and and do an in between visit as well, uh, have an extra uh, visit because you feel like there's there's an additional amount of usage that you're not used to. No, that's a good point. You, you you could definitely get an extra an extra visit with us. I was thinking, you know, specifically about the cleaning company. This could be a good time of year where if you're having a monthly deep clean in your gym, or maybe this is a time of year where you maybe plan to budget for an extra visit a month during this time of year between the cold weather months, rainy months, just to make sure that if people are coming in with those wet, muddy shoes or whatever it may be, that you're doing enough cleaning behind that to offset the increase in the use, right, obviously, and also just to keep the place you know, marketable. We, we're talking a lot about service and maintaining the equipment, but again, we know a lot of our customers, the, the fitness center is a main marketing tool for them in terms of leasing units and keeping those those places full. So if you if you have a, a salty, muddy gym this time of year and you bring somebody in on a tour, it could be a bad first impression, right? Now you could maybe explain it and say, oh, you know, the cleaner comes tomorrow, but <laughs> wouldn't it be better to just kind of boost that up a little bit this time of year if it's fiscally reasonable to do so? to make sure you have that little extra cleaning support 
Also, only if you've made sure that they know their proper cleaning techniques, which we've talked about in prior episodes. Because if you bring somebody in to do more of the wrong thing, it's kind of just like the wipe problem we talked about earlier. That just means they're putting more wet mops on your treadmill belts, you know, and things like that. So that's not good. So you want to make sure you have the right partner and then maybe consider increasing the frequency this time of year. Donna Dio, what's up, man? Yeah, so there was one more thing that I thought about, too, because um, uh, these past couple of weeks I've uh, visited a couple of properties in D.C. and some in Virginia where one thing that we don't think about when we're thinking about, you know, the increase of usage uh, during the winter months, well, if your property has an indoor pool, guess what's going to happen? more usage. And a lot of times these indoor pools are right next to the fitness centers and they have a direct access to the door from there. Well, you're going to have all this foot traffic and all this constant opening of the door. Um, so again, you know, you could also have people using the equipment slightly damp from the fitness, from, from using the pool. Who knows? We've seen it. Anything's possible. Um, but also to consider possibly getting like a, uh, a dehumidifier in the rooms to help prevent that chlorine the oxidation uh, happening from uh, the metals in the, in the fitness equipment because that that is a big problem. Yeah, if you see if you see rust on your equipment and it's near a pool, you probably found your your culprit. You know, for the most most part. But you know, that's a good point. Is that you know if you do have that sort of space, it, it could be a whole other consideration because people are going to be trying to take advantage of that indoor amenity um, during the cold months, which is really why people end up using the gym so much this time of year anyway. You know, the weather this time of year in the summer and spring. It's nice. People are out walking their dogs and riding bikes and playing with their kids in the park and doing different things. This time of year, it starts to get a little trickier to find nice things to do. People want to stay active. So you'll see that uptick in your in your property's space. Robert? Yeah. Um, again, while we're talking about these things and trying to really, I guess, just, again, educate our clients, uh, Stephen mentioned the in and out, and that made me think about the fact that in displaying uh, to your maybe your future resident about the type of room that you want to portray to them, because of this uptick and in the amount of use, you're going to find it harder to keep it clean if you're not doing the walkthroughs that Stephen mentioned because of the activity. Dumbbells are going to be on the floor. Stretch bands are going to be somewhere else. So having someone go in, um, look it over because... Again, it's going to be harder to keep up because what you've been used to through the summer months, the, I guess, infrequency of, of use in the room, you know, don't fall victim to the rush that you're about to experience in the room. Get someone in. And I'm, I'm using that reasoning because I went into a facility and they keep a very, very nice facility, but there's accessories. There's, it's huge. It's a very large uh, gym for this particular property. In fact, one of the larger ones I've I've come across that could qualify almost as a small gym, um, like a Planet Fitness. And so what the, what's happening is is that every accessory is everywhere, but where it needs to be put back on. And so when I walked in, what should have been a very positive appearance to me was, and and this has nothing to do with my experience my first impression was they don't take care of the place. But after you put the accessories back, you find out that all the equipment's well-maintained. Yeah. So what had nothing to do with that, but just those, you know, five-pound dumbbells here, strut bands over here, the stability ball behind the treadmill. It doesn't make for a good look, and that's all happening because 
they're starting to see more people coming inside because now the temperatures are very chilly in the morning. So people are not going out. Maybe they prefer to do something inside now as opposed to doing the walk or the run. Yeah. No, that, that you know, it all tracks for sure. The, the walkthroughs, I was going to get to a minute, you know, how critical they can be. But I think you touched on a lot of the, the good reasons for sure. Emily? Yeah, I was following Robert's thoughts with that. I mean, um, just even walking through, and he's talking about misplacements, you know, things all over the floor. But maybe it's a good time to walk through now and notice that things are missing completely. Okay, so you have some dumbbells that have walked out of the room. And maybe your accessories are not in good shape and not in a good place for anyone to start using them as much as they will be used. So this is a good time to to do the walkthrough just because, all right, maybe you want to put things in back in place and have the room look nice and neat, but maybe it's the time to replace some some items to get the room ready. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, so circling back, you know, on, on a lot of that stuff, the walkthrough just to kind of capsulize that. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons to do that. You know, you, you touched on you know missing accessories. If you're if they're missing, you know, we come quarterly. Most customers, I should say, eighty percent of our clients probably have us come out quarterly. We have some that have us out monthly or or more frequently. But the average customer seeing us, you know, four times a year, that leaves eight months out of the year that we're not there, and approximately. 29 or 30 days each month of the month that we do come that we aren't there, right? So there's a lot that can happen in your gym between our visits. And, you know, while maintenance, you aren't going to go in there and perform regular routine maintenance on your equipment. But if you go in there and you see something's missing, you can be proactive about that rather rather than, you know, having that come up on a tour or having a resident come and be like, oh, you know, everything's missing, everything's not, you know, or vice versa. Robert, if somebody goes in there from your staff and identifies an issue, well, they can clean it up. They can deal with the, the storage concerns before someone comes in, trips on a stray dumbbell, and then now you've got an unhappy resident. So these are like things where routine maintenance can get you so far in the gym, but there's a lot of proactive things that that, that really have to happen there. And then another one, honestly, is just broken equipment, right? Like we, we perform routine maintenance and we inspect equipment for safety and we try to certainly catch anything we can that's coming down the the, the pipe, but there's always an opportunity that a cable will break or, or something will go wrong with the machine after we visit between that time and the next visit. And again, do you want to be the leasing specialist or the property manager who walks in on a tour and discovers the machine with the broken cable laying on the floor? Or do you want to be the property manager who has their staff go through once a day or so and check and be able to report those things? You can't totally avoid ever getting caught off guard by something, but just a quick cursory walkthrough can be a big difference between having to call us out and scramble because you're responding to a customer concern and just a casual problem that the site identified and it just is dealing with. It's a big difference. Well, and just to add on one more thing, we had um, an example yesterday where we walked this room. We were doing an orientation for a customer, um, wanted the users to feel comfortable using the equipment. So that's a service that we provide. But while we were there, we noticed, you know, pieces, accessories, um, weight plates, things like that, that had been donated. So someone brought them in, okay, but they don't belong in the gym. There's no place for them. They're tripping hazards. And again, uh, it makes the room just kind of look disheveled. So that's another reason why it's good to have someone if it's not us, then the property manager walk the room and identify these pieces that 
need to be taken out. They don't belong in there. Even though they've been donated, someone brought them in, might be using them. It if it's if it's not a part of the gym, it shouldn't be in there because again, it can cause a tripping hazard or anything like that. Yep. That's a good point. And and you know, that was another item that I was going to bring out was like, you know, going taking the time to go through and review for broken or obsolete equipment. I know I just mentioned maybe going in and finding something broken, but you hit on another great point, which is if somebody brings down the Bowflex from their garage that they've had and they think that it would be a great addition to the gym, well, it might be fine for them and it might have been a great piece for them to use daily, but it could present a real safety issue to have a unit like that all of a sudden being in an environment where it's going to get used multiple times by multiple people a day, potentially. Same could be said um, if you see these small, you know, it seems to be um, a lot of times the adjustable benches, people will go on Amazon to try to replace something and they end up with the wrong type of product. And yeah, we, we can't service it because it's a liability and a safety issue. And we, we can't encourage you to have a piece like that. So we can't help you with it. But additionally, if somebody brings that down and gets hurt in the gym on it, it still could technically be the responsibility of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's just another you know example of, of, of why being really in touch with these spaces, especially as you enter into these busy time of year, uh, busy times of year, I should say, is really important. So, um, and I guess I think maybe <laughs> shameless plug for our own services beyond what we've already done. Uh, this might seem really obvious, Emily, but you know, I know you work with a lot with our renewals and trying to keep our customers under contract and, and ready to go. Um, what's a really important thing to make sure you have set up and ready to go this time of year before you start running into problems? <laughs> you work with RMS Fitness, you want to have a, a contract. Yeah, yeah, a maintenance like, yeah, no, plan. I gave her too easy of a question. I know. I, no. <laughs> but the maintenance contract, right? you have to have it in place now because yes. a lot, we, it, it, it happens all the time. Somebody says, oh, Steve, sorry, you know, the maintenance, we, it fell through the cracks. We forgot to get the contract signed. We forgot to get this over. We've got three broken pieces in the gym. That's what, are we, what are we going to do now? And, and then, that's the thing. Like that's when, that's when you find that you're being contacted is – um, is when like all this equipment is down. Well, now it's kind of like too late. Like maintenance is not going to fix broken equipment. <laughs> right, because right, because we have to have the time on site to do not only the maintenance, but also figure out what's wrong with your broken machines. But also we can't assist you quickly in that case. If your contract is already in place and you call us and say, hey, I got a problem. Well, boom, boom, we can be out very fast. But if we are not under contract with you currently and you run into you know, New Year's resolution rushes or whatever it might be that makes your equipment all of a sudden start failing. Mm-hmm. Well, if we've got to get your, you know, COIs in place for the property and get the W9s lined up and get your billing figured out and get all tied up with your Nexus portals and whatever else you might have going on, well, it could be several days until we can realistically and and legally come out and assist you with your problem. So, um, don't you know, wait. don't, don't, don't put yourself in that situation. We don't, we don't want you to have to wait five to six business days. We want you to be looking at like, you know, one, two, three days max for us to be out there and take a look at an issue, especially if you're in kind of our main territory here. So, um, you know, really I, that was kind of the, the big points I had. So to recap them, you know, number one, you want to make sure you have your maintenance contract in place before the heavy season and the rush hits. You want to consider bumping up the frequency of the cleaning services that you have performed in your fitness center. You want to use this time to make sure you call Emily and get your wipes and hand sanitizers and dispensers. Let's go. Properly (laughs) configured and rated so that you're set up and ready for success. Between the visits, you want to have your own on-site teams, you know, be out there doing daily walks of the gym, if possible, looking for broken, missing, 
misplaced equipment. And of course, you want to take the time while it's here before the rush to you know replace anything that may be on its last leg or obsolete or or improperly rated that could just be waiting you know to become a problem. Now's the time to deal with that. So that was a couple uh, you know just ideas that we had that we wanted to share with our clients. We know that the number of reasons. Emily, what are the reasons we talked about them again? It's going to be, you know, New Year's, so people are going to be trying to get in good shape. Trying to get in good shape. They're just hitting the gym, trying to lose some weight, get in the best shape of their lives up yep. until March. Hiding from the <laughs> hiding from the cold weather, you know, like yeah. we know a lot of these communities that these people live in now, they're they're so cool. You barely have to leave your home if you really, you know, if you're if you're not so inclined to leave, you could just Stay there all winter long. Yeah. You've got food and coffee shops right across the street, you know, right around, you know, connected yeah. to your building. You've got the gyms. I've seen some of these things in Northern Virginia, these mixed-use developments. They're like it's crazy. whole little mini cities that you can yeah. just live in and not ever have to leave. It's so cool. So, you know, that could be what you're about to experience if you're a property manager. And if that's the case, take this time, get yourself set up ahead of time, be ready uh, for what lies ahead. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but what lies ahead for me is a long weekend and I'm going to enjoy Man, it's gonna be beautiful. some time with my family. My kids, one of my kids is in Florida. He's down doing his, uh, his thing down at Universal Studios with his grandparents this week. So I'm not jealous of him at all. <laughs> and me and the, the wife and our daughter, we're going to spend some time. We're going to go check out a movie uh, and do some, some fun things. Maybe go take her play mini golf, do some fun stuff. So that's, that's what I've got lined up for the, the bonus days. Uh, you guys got anything fun on deck? Yeah, I'll be visiting my sister, so that'll be nice. We've done that a lot lately. Got to do it. Big family time for Emily lately. Yeah. Robert? Not sure yet. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were away last week, so I'm not sure. This this weekend may be just something where we'll catch up around the house. Hate to break it to everybody, but the weather does look bad this weekend. Yeah. Cold, so too. It'll be cold and rainy, so. Yeah. There you go. And so more leaves will fall. Yep. And Stephen will have to rake them all up again. <laughs> yep. On his windy roof. No. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Stephen, what you up to, man? Um, this weekend is going to be a chill weekend. A lot of Netflix and chilling and probably uh, maybe a bourbon on hand, too. Just relaxing. All right. When he says maybe, that means for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think that's just about it for us here at RMS this week. We're going to go ahead and put the finishing touches on things at our desks, get ourselves ready to go. Uh, but as always, we appreciate everybody being here and listening. We hope that this information is helpful. If you are part of our multifamily uh, industry you know, family that we appreciate so much, you'll see these posts on LinkedIn. Uh, we're posting links. We would really appreciate any support that we can. Uh, shout out to some of the people that I know have listened and liked and supported. So we appreciate everyone so far that has done so. We're going to start shouting out official names of people once I get the permission to do so. I, ha- I don't want to air anybody out just yet. But we have appreciated. We know there's some people that have quite good followings on LinkedIn that have tuned in and li- recently and listened, and they've given me some feedback and things. So we're looking forward to sharing that and kind of continuing to grow this thing over here. So uh, I'm sure I speak on behalf of everyone here at the table, Emily, Stephen, Robert, and myself, Steve Heitzer, when I say thank you again for tuning in to Everyone Needs a Spotter. Enjoy your long weekend. We'll t- catch up with you next week. See ya. Bye. See ya. Have a great weekend, everyone.